afternoon and welcome to the chapel within uh, Hollywood Cemetery at Oldham Crematorium as you join us for live coverage of the funeral of David McGeely. As well as listening here on Oldham Community Radio and on Radio Cavell in the Royal Oldham Hospital, you can join a web stream and a link to view this is on the Oldham Community Radio's Facebook page. And surprisingly, the chapel here at Hollywood Cemetery is packed with David's family, friends and colleagues from all across the nation today who have come to pay their respects to Mr Community Radio. But of course, Dave's involvement in and impact on the community of Oldham, as we'll hear during this celebration of life service, reaches well beyond the bounds of just local radio. You can follow the order of service on our Facebook feed, by the way. Now, as the funeral party make their way into the chapel, you'll hear the familiar music of Blake's Jerusalem, and the proceedings will be led by former editor of the Oldham Chronicle and friend of the family, David Whaley, who is the celebrant for the occasion. start for those here in the chapel if you have a mobile phone with you I expect it to be switched off or on silent we don't want any ringtones in the next few minutes please and in these troubled times can I just reassure you I'm not ill I had a little run in with a throat cancer surgery a few years ago so listen as loud as I get I'm one of the lucky ones welcome also those listening live either on the web or on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 a fitting tribute in itself to Mr Radio so good afternoon you have come together from different places and you're all at different stages of your own journey through life your paths are varied and you look at life in different ways. But there is one thing you all have in common. At one point or another, and to some degree or other, your lives have touched the life of David James Ian McGeeley. Known to many as Dave, but always David. 
to life team. I'm an independent celebrant from up in the hills of Shaw by the name of David Whaley. And I feel honoured to have worked alongside David in Oldham, whilst editor at the Chronicle, and privileged the family have given me a precious insight into their memories of David. We've all in our box of memories, and the great thing is that everyone here today will be able to contribute to David's story. It's a story of a Fallowfield lad who found himself teaching in Oldham at the dawn of the computer age, and for whom life would take a different path as a champion of first hospital radio at Radio Caval, and then through the medium of community radio. And we will begin today's service with a poem chosen by the family. It's called, He is Gone. You can shed tears that he is gone, or you can smile because he has lived. You can close your eyes and pray they'll come back, or you can open your eyes and see all that he has left. Your heart can be empty because you can't see him, or you can be full of the love that you shared. You can turn your back on tomorrow and live yesterday, or you can be happy for tomorrow because of yesterday. You can remember him and only that he's gone, or you can cherish his memory and let it live on. You can cry, close your mind, be empty and turn your back, or you could do what he would want. Smile, open your eyes, love, and go on. If ever there was a poem written for Dave McGeely, that's it. David was a loving son, brother, husband, father, uncle, and friend. And it's to that family that we turn to next, as wife Jean and daughter Ruth come forward with some special words about a special man. Today I'm breaking a long-held vow never to speak on the radio. David and I had a life apart from the radio. I'll just be able to mention a few things today. I have to say, first of all, we were members of Radio Cabell, Oldham Hospital Radio. It was, in my case, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> Hospital Radio allowed David to present programmes, but also to visit the patients, which he absolutely loved. Being part of Radio Cavell was like being part of a family with lots of socialising. This gave David the opportunity to show off and dress up. He was the pink a flasher and a nurse with hobnail boots on. That was for a float on the Oldham Carnival. But best of all, he was a baby, complete with giant-sized nappy, frilly hat and dummy. I really can't remember how we got to and from the Star Inn, then at the bottom of George Street. <laughs> we were married in the on the 2nd of April 1977 and David said it should have been the first. <laughs> when we got into the church there was a choir of little more school children. David was a bit red faced 
as he had told the same children off on Friday for disappearing from class, but they couldn't tell him the secret. One of the songs they sang, I'll Walk Beside You by Peter Dawson, was played on the radio every year for our anniversary, 46 years this year. When our children, Ian and Ruth, came along, life was not easy with Ian's disabilities, and we, came part, we became part of a fantastic group, Oscar, Oldham Support Group for Carers in Autism. Quite a mouthful, but our slogan was, been there, got the t-shirt. David would always say that it helped us to get out of the house and on trips because we could go mob-handed, as he called it. The parent carer support we all got was incredible. Over a brew, we could talk, laugh, cry about the horrendous times, particularly after the school holidays. A big part of our memories together were our family holidays. We all went to Tembe for the first couple of years. Ian walked very well then, when he was younger, so much so that we got lost on a long hike and had to take a detour. We came out into a centre in the Stackpole Estate near Pembroke. Children with disabilities were having a great time in the courtyard. There were cottages, a swimming pool, play areas. We found out all about it and came back every year. The centre was wonderful, the beaches beautiful, Bosherton lily ponds and tea room incredible and so much more. We didn't have to apologise for Ian's meltdowns. The centre was to us a godsend. Two other places we went to as a couple were firstly at the Coliseum Theatre. We would buy a season ticket to make us go. We saw many brilliant productions, particularly in the Kenneth Allen Taylor years. We also went to rugby matches at Sheddings, not quite together, I with my season ticket on one side of the fence and David on the other doing his radio commentary. <laughs> Throughout our life together, David and I have known some fantastic and very special people. The only one I will mention by name is his best mate, Dave Smethers, known as Smethy. I'm sure that you and Smethy are up there now, having a laugh and arguing over the last piece of cheesecake. <laughs> a big thank you from both of us to all of you. Love you, did, and always will. There is that. I feel blessed to have been gifted these final years with you. Precious time to strengthen our father-daughter relationship and to once again become that daddy's girl my young self was. A childhood with fond memories of beach time in Pembrokeshire, fishing in rock pools with Annette and you by my side. Camping in a 1970s leaking canvas tent and always <coughs> laughing at your daft jokes. A favourite pastime for me and my childhood friends was dressing you up, painting your face and putting your hair in a million bubbles. You'd sit there and calmly let us, often falling asleep mid-makeover. I imagine it was a welcome opportunity for you to sit and rest between looking after Ian or pouring your heart and soul into your beloved radio. Even though you are no longer here in your physical form, you live on in so many ways. 
and through the memories that exist within each of us. Dad, I remember you every time that feeling rises in my belly that makes me speak my mind and strive for what I feel is right. I remember you when I hear simply read Meatloaf or The Oldham Tinkers, see a penguin or put Bluey Bear on our Christmas tree. Every time I struggle not to be late or painfully put things off till the last minute, like this speech. <laughs> um, whenever, whenever I say something funny or daft or wear a pair of silly socks or spend time in Wales, Ian will remember you calling him your best boy. How much you truly loved and cared for him. All that you did to make sure he had and continues to have access to services that fully meet his complex needs. We remember you as a father, brother, husband, uncle, friend. I invite us all to take a short pause to think about your favourite funny or cherished David moment. Dad, you are not gone and you will not be forgotten. In the words of the Irish poet and scholar John O'Donoghue in the book Anamkara, something I was honoured to read to you during your final hour. You are an eternal essence, and I know that your legacy will live on. The memories of you that we hold so dear will long continue through each and every one of us, through our hearts and minds, laughs and stories. We remember you, our funny, kind, and sometimes a little grumpy dad, David McGeely. <coughs> I have one final thing to add. One of my favourite recent memories is of me, mum and dad seeing the Oldham Tinkers at Queen Elizabeth Hall late February this year, just before dad got really poorly. Uh, we spent the afternoon at home before playing and singing along to their songs. One of the songs is about a ski slope, which just happened to sit at the other side of our back garden fence. Before the days of health and safety, it wasn't fenced off, so we spent many a winter with family, friends, mainly the Rices, dangerously sledging down this, definitely not safe for a sledge or a piece of cardboard, ski slope. <laughs> Good memories. I'll leave you with this song. Thank you all. reference that special moment at Council Ski Slope, which is close to their home. And a venue frozen in time, if you'll excuse the pun, by the Oldham Tinkers. Let's hear it now. You can keep your slopes at Avimore and your Alps of Eastern France. To your winter sports in Austria, we wouldn't go given a chance. Where do the Oudham top knobs go to gain their winter thrill? Oh, they don their togs and they point their clocks to the ski slope on Countill. Oh, they 
this oldham sporting folk up point fills us with civic pride. There's folk comes up from Allingwood and monks and shaw beside. To the Highfield Apres Ski Lodge, they come from near and far. On this up mile be we polluting ice from the glacier at Green's Bar. You've seen them ski, I laugh more says, with lumps of wood on feet. If you've nursing skiing out and style, you've missed a greatly treat. They slalom down the man-made slopes, a dodging dandelions, sitting on lumps of cardboard and corrugated iron. Oh, they've written to see if the Olympic Games can be held on our slopes. As yet they've gotten no reply, but council lives in hopes. They've got five iron ringer wheels to put up on full view. And for the Olympic village, they'll be flats near Bardsley Brew. So if you come to Oudham Town, there's things you must remember. Were your britches backside torn from April to September? Torn pants are a status symbol now, sober up with a will. And you look like one of the trendy set that skis up on counter. It was in October 2021 that David was additionally diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Though there were signs that things were not quite right for a little time before that. It has understandably been widely reported that David had Alzheimer's. He even went on the radio to do an amazing show with his great friend Gerald Briley, in which he discussed the issues around having Alzheimer's and struck a chord with so, so many listeners. In fact, it has now transpired that David had Lewy body's dementia, a particularly aggressive form of the disease, the Lewy bodies being clumps of protein that form inside brain cells. Then, in April, David went into the Royal Oldham Hospital for a routine colonoscopy, and he would never come home again. Various infections and setbacks saw him in both hospital and care homes at Park House and Failsworth before ending up at Moorhaven. At Moorhaven, the former Prince George Hotel that David and Jean used to frequent, David was much calmer. David's batteries finally ran out on the 23rd of October and family would like to pay tribute to the nursing team at Moorhaven who were lovely with David in his final weeks. Now it's something of an emotional roller coaster when someone dear to you passes away. From calm to anger, from relief to guilt, they're all in there somewhere. And every now and then, something's gonna happen to remind you of David. Tears, yeah maybe sometimes, but some of those golden memories are gonna make you smile. And some of them are going to make you laugh, and that's good. That's what the box of memories is for. Like when the Ruffyheads get going again next season, you just know that David will be cheering them on. He was actually a Manchester United fan way back 
He had a giant banner proclaiming the European Cup win of 1968. Or you see someone actually reading a newspaper, something of a rarity these days with mobile phones and tablets. See someone turning over the pages and you'll think of David, who'd read his beloved Oldham Chronicle from cover to cover. Like when there's a war documentary on the TV and you smile, you just know that David would be settling down to watch it. He was fascinated by both the First and Second World Wars. And he was also deeply passionate about the history and the people behind the Peterloo Massacre. And you're thinking what to have for tea one night. And you have a little chuckle. Because if David was making tea, he'd had to be spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> That's because that was the full and total extent of his culinary repertoire. He did love his food though, a good medium curry, though he never could stomach the vindaloos eaten by friends of the Rices. His favourite meal was humble egg and chips, and he was a sucker for strong cheddar cheese, though he'd often get a telling off for having a late night nibble of cheese and biscuits. It's too late for that, was the often heard cry from she who must be obeyed. <laughs> now every story has a beginning as well as an end. This one starts on the 27th of November 1948, when David, James, Ian McGeely came into the world as the youngest of four children. For James and Winnie McGeely, and home, as I said, was Fallowfield, Manchester. Baby David had older sisters in Julie, Eileen and Margaret and through his school days at Mosley Road David was something of a rebel scrumping for apples used to proper upset the neighbours. Thankfully the local church scouts put a young David on the straight and narrow and he even managed to get abroad with his scout, scouting movement. David would attend the Padgate Teacher Training College at Warrington and long-haired David and an even longer-haired Barry Tychus built a light show that was grandly named Gravel Nelly's Glowworm. <laughs> and upon finishing Padgate, David applied for a few jobs close to home in Manchester without success. But he did land a post at Littlemore Primary School. After the first week, David turned up on the Monday with a damaged hand, having tried to defend a girl. After the second week, he went skydiving and he damaged the other wrist. <laughs> so when it came to the third Friday, head teacher John Wyman pulled David to one side and he gave him a piece of advice, which I think was actually an instruction. You are going to visit your mother this weekend, aren't you? <laughs> it was the start of a 13 year love affair with little more for David, mind you, they did set the tongue wagging when Mr. McGeely started going out with Miss Greenwood. <laughs> Miss and Sir were the talk of the schoolyard. As Jean said, they became Mr. and Mrs. McGeely on the 2nd of April 1977 at St. Thomas's Church. And with money tight, they had a brief honeymoon in Rill. All the more brief as it snowed and they buggered off back home. <laughs> From Cop Road, Shover, they would buy their forever home at Saffron Drive for the princely sum 
of £12,250 the following year, purchased from none other than Councillor Veronica Connell. Idyllic views across the Manchester Plain? Not likely. It was oil heated and the tanker drivers were on strike. The bin men were on strike. The gritters were on strike. And it was the worst winter for decades. Well, if you can get through that, you're always likely to stay. And stay, they most certainly did. So Ian arrived in 81 and Ruth in 84, and they had those holidays. Back home and forward thinking head teacher John Wyman managed to get funding to send David to Lancaster for a diploma in advanced studies in education. This was the dawn of the computer age and David was in the vanguard. The computer arrived at the school and David sat at his desk with it there and he was instrumental in setting up the Oldham School's information management system. But just as his world looked to be extending and expanding, he was dealt the blow of redundancy. Little did he know then that this would change the course of his life in such a dramatic way. Now family has always been so, so important to David. David and Jean fought for the very best for Ian. He was 10 before he was Ian to even diagnosed with autism in addition to his cerebral palsy. But David went through life with that amazing smile. He was the uncle to the family of his siblings, Eileen and Caroline, Helen and Richard, and Margaret and Elizabeth, Neil and Stuart, and great uncle to the next generation too. And he was also uncle to the many on Jean's side of the family. Uncle David took a genuine interest in their lives and well-being. And it was always lovely to see him. Visits in the school holidays and many family parties. As you heard, dressing up was always fun, good-humoured and full of laughter. And David's extended family would not be complete without the pets. Dogs, Mandy and Trixie and a crazy crossbreed dog called Bruce. That really was as daft as they come. And in his final few weeks, family even introduced David to a mechanical dog. They'd been specially designed to interact with dementia and Alzheimer patients. They bark. They love it when they're stroked. When David first met it, he gave it a beaming smile. And he was calm. And that pleased family a lot. Truth is, David loved his extended family and they loved him right back. Let's pause for our third piece of music. It's that piece of special significance on every anniversary. Open your own box of memories of David. Let them fill your mind while we listen to Our Walk Beside You by Peter Dawson. There are some images on the screen for those in the chapel to help jog your memory. And don't be afraid to smile.
Smethurst built up a report right from the beginning. It took the show out into the community with flag days and that big two-day event that was Oldham Carnival back in his pomp. One year, he even had his moustache shaved off for charity. <laughs> David and Jean became involved with the National Hospital Broadcasting. And they would travel from Glasgow to Torquay to go to conferences meet people that became friends and over the years David's creativity spawned several sister stations Radio Latics, Weekend Heartbeat, World War II Radio, VJ Day Radio, many with amazing recollections from Oldmus, priceless as a piece of history. David and the team proved there was a market for such products and Oldham Community Radio 99.7 was at the very heart of that community. The wireless programme every weekday afternoon and of course coverage of the Rugby League. Awards were not something David was in radio for but they deservedly came along all soon. David received an Industry Gold Award 
in the 2016 awards for his insightful interview with the father of murdered Oldham police officer Nicola Bunn, an interview for which he had precisely two minutes to prepare. He was brilliant. He received the highest possible honour from Oldham Council, the Civic Appreciation Award. And only recently it was revealed that he'd been recognised for a special honours award by the Community Radio Association, an award that will now be given posthumously. When David received his Civic Award, of which he was immensely proud and humble in the same moment, leader of the council at the time and now MP Jim McMahon said, David, you are a true public servant. Your dedication to public service has rightly been acknowledged and appreciated. And on the news of his passing, the Community and Media Association were quoted as saying, Dave was a passionate advocate of community radio and he leaves an impressive legacy. And the tributes have come from far and wide. Former Chronicle business editor Martin Toro interviewed Dave on a few occasions. He's now retired and living in Portugal. Martin said, what a man. David once told me that he had a letter from a listener which told him he loved the station because it wasn't slick. And Dave, quite rightly, took that as a compliment. <laughs> Great friend Gerald Briley remembers how passionate David insisted that they cover council meetings and that defended Oldham with a passion against any critics. And fellow station man Ian Mulstonholme said of his friend, Dave was very far-sighted in his efforts to bring the community radio station to life. Dave was someone who could convey such genuineness and sincerity, even to those he'd never met before. And that's a great skill. And Dave is probably best summed up by that doyen of rugby league press benches, Roger Halstead. I understand Roger might well be outside. Roger said, Dave was the voice of Oldham in the modern era. And the town owes him a great debt of gratitude for his lifetime's work. He was a pro. He was a lovely man who would always greet you with that smile and a warm handshake. Great words, Roger. That's the, not the first time. I've said that to Roger Holstead. Bang on. David will be remembered with a fondness reserved for so few. But family will also remember the daft and the crazy man with a silly sense of humour. David was also up for a challenge. Many years ago, he and rugby chairman Chris Hamilton took up the Chronicle Get Fit Challenge and the pair of them spurred each other on to lose 14 pounds in 14 weeks. They did it. Though they most certainly put it all back on in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're now coming to what is the formal part of today's service. But before we do that, I want to give you something. This was actually written by that madcap comedian Spike Milligan. And I think it sums things up brilliantly. 
It's called infectious smile. Smiling is infectious. You catch it like the flu. When someone smiled at me today, I started smiling too. I passed around the corner. Someone saw my grin. And when he smiled, I realized I passed it on to him. I thought about that smile, then wondered at its worth. A single smile just like mine could travel around the earth. So if you feel a smile begin, don't leave it undetected. Let's start a pandemic quick and get the world infected. <laughs> well, it's incredible to think that Spike wrote that many years ago, before most of the world even knew the meaning of the word pandemic. And surely the pandemic of smiles is a fitting legacy for smiling Dave McGeeley. Could I ask you all, if you are able, to please stand? <laughs> David, you are so dearly loved. You're in our hearts and our minds, and we'll carry you with us as we move forward in our lives. Everything you have done is still done. Everyone you love is still loved. Everything we've learned from you is still learned. You leave us with the strength and the pride to do what is good and what is right. And for this, we say thank you. We rejoice that David lived. You took delight in his friendship. You treasure that you shared in David's life. You now cherish your memories. And can you join me in the words we were all taught? The Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And so, David, into the freedom of the wind and the sunshine, we set you free. Into the dance of the stars and the planets, we set you free. We love you, we miss you, we want you to be happy. Go safely. Go with love in your heart, and may you always be at peace. Please take your seats. So our trip down memory lane for Dave is complete. But you're free to walk this way again whenever you feel the urge. Our final piece of music today is a big favourite of David's. So all right now by free, we'll have you skipping through the doors and drifting on the breeze. We'll be leaving by the door over there on my right. Donations are being taken in Dave's memory to go to keep Oldham Community Radio in existence. Please stay seated until invited to leave. You've played an important part 
in the celebration of the life of David McGeeley. Family, thank you so much for being here and also to those listening on the web and the radio. A world where we could not hug, embrace or shake hands was a poorer place. Let us hope we never have to return to those restrictions which robbed us of something very special. Treasure your meetings with family and with friends. Remember, you one of the lucky people who got to know David. What a privilege that was. Recalling the good times, we'll see those smiles return. And can I leave you with this thought? The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Good afternoon. Thank you. Live your life for today. Because tomorrow never comes.
And with the song All Right Now from the band Free, you have been listening to live coverage of the funeral service of David McGeely, which was brought to you live from the Oldham Crematorium, the chapel at Hollywood Cemetery. The service was led by David Whaley, the celebrant and former editor of the Oldham Chronicle, and the programme was jointly produced by Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM and Radio Cavell on behalf of its many volunteers and friends. Thank you for listening and our usual programmes will resume shortly.